Straight Out of Gibraltar, sponsored by Coca Cola. Welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, bringing you interviews and all the best music from the Gibraltar music scene. If you like what we do, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash straight out of Gibraltar. Hey guys, welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar. Yes, I did say we'll bring a brand new episode bi-weekly, but obviously the weights couldn't be any greater, obviously, when it comes to this particular album and this particular guest in particular. It's great for us, at least the gentlemen, to have a hands-on preview as to what the album is about, and we can't thank the guys enough, but we'll get to that eventually. We're going to introduce my, our guest for this week, and obviously we've got Reacher's own Giles Zemidis. Giles, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. And, and thank you, Giles, and to the rest of the band, I want, like I mentioned before, for the hands-on preview of the album. Obviously, we've been listening to it over the weekend, and... Believe me, guys, when I say this, it's worth the wait. We're going to play only five tracks of th- out of the 13 from the album, which I feel, the ones that I feel stand out in every sense of the word, you know, the tracks that you can listen to over and over again, and so is the rest of the album. So let's con- just leave it at that. So, Giles, tell us, we're going to play the first song in a little while, but we're going to talk about the song. And obviously the first track of the album is Back in Paradise. Yes. So tell us about Back in Paradise. Well, you know what? It's funny, though. It's about, you know, most of the songs I write are stories, not only personal experiences, but are stories which I see and which are very common. And this is a very common one. It's about a guy who, who actually has a relationship. It breaks up, but he's happy that he's broken up. <laughs> that is basically the story. That's, that, hence the name Back in Paradise. It's a guy who goes through problems, the him and her thing. And basically, that's the story. Uh, that's the story of Back in Paradise. Um, it's one of my favorite tracks as well because I think the melody is really good on that one. And it's heavier too. I think once it is. the listeners listening to it, and it's testament to everything that you guys are doing in every sense of it. It shows you that you're going back to your roots as well. Obviously, that's what you started doing. Exactly. This is this is probably how we wanted our second uh, album to sound when we were signed with BMD. Um, much as we love the first album, and I think it's a great album. I'm saying by saying to myself. It lacked a little bit of the rocky element 
the, the, the harder element. And this is what we've tried to achieve in this one. And tell us about the recording process, like obviously for the album. Obviously, you have, like we mentioned it with all bands, but all bands have day jobs as well. It's not just a full time thing. So, how do you juggle your day to day life, obviously, your children, and then obviously your family life, and then into going into the studio and recording? That's right. It, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. It is a bit of a struggle, especially when you've got day jobs, not, <clears throat> excuse me. And especially like Stephen, myself, and Michael, who have jobs which, which consist of shifts as well, yeah. working nights. So, it's hard to get a certain date for us to be all of us you know, in the studio. Uh, obviously, we did certain things on their own, like the drums. Francis came in, recorded his drum parts. Once the drum parts were laid down, then uh, Michael did his basses, and Stephen and myself did uh, the rest, the guitars and the vocals. Um, but it's a good question. It's it's a very it's very hard to, to juggle everything, family life, um, work. Uh, but if, if your mind is set to what you want to do, you always find time. Well, that, that's for sure. I can, I can actually relate to that. And the most important thing is that even when you get down to record this, and obviously you have this this prize at the end of the day, this this possession, I dare say. See. And obviously when it's finalized, and obviously when you look at the final products, you think, my God, you know how many hours you've invested, That's not just in the recording, but in the writing as well, rewrites, etc. Exactly, see, see, uh, good point. Um, the songwriting, um, you know, the melodies and the music was mainly written by Stephen. Obviously we all chip in in certain ideas. Uh, and I took care of the lyric side of things. And it is quite a, an intricate job because f for starters, you need to be, <clears throat> excuse me, your mind needs to be set on what you want to write about. Yes. Once, you, once you know what you want to write about, you need to create a story whereby the person who's listening to the song yes. can actually see in their minds what I'm singing about. So it is a little bit of, a, of an intricate process. But the good thing about Stephen and myself is that we've worked together for so many years that we gel. Yeah. We actually, we have a very good partnership in that in that front. A lot of telepathy, I bet. As well. See, see, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. But okay, see, um, and we work really well together. And it's great as well when you have that relationship. I know even just a relationship. It's a friendship, a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. It's, yeah, it's a brotherhood. It definitely is a brotherhood, and it's visible on and off stage. As I mean, I've seen myself, over the years. I've been I've been doing music for thirty seven years now, which is. Easy, easier said than done. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, and it's basically we're, we're brothers. We're, we're actually. No, you can see brothers. that on and off stage, like I said. And we're just going to leave it at that. I think that's a very good testament as to what the album is about. Obviously, we've got four other tracks from the album to play, but we're going to play, play Back in Paradise, which I think. Obviously, it's the first track of the album without spoiling too much, but it's the first track of the album and it's the one that actually stood out in every sense of the word because it's like I said, it was going back to your roots as yes. to what you guys were doing Definitely, back in the day. Yes. So we'll play Back in Paradise now and then we'll be back with another one in part two. So enjoy it, guys. Yeah. 
And that was back in paradise from obviously Breach's new album, Calling All Stations, a little bit exclusive as well for Straight Out of Gibraltar. So thank you to the band, as we mentioned at the intro. So we're going to play the second track, Jazz. And obviously, it's the title track of the album, Calling All Stations. This one's one you've already released, and actually, one you've already played live as well, two years ago, almost at the MTV Gibraltar Calling. So tell us about that particular track. Obviously, it's about Morse code, and obviously, you're saying that you're alive, SOS, etc. That's so, right, that's right. It's basically a tongue in cheek way of saying. We're still here, yeah. you know? Reach is still relevant. Um, I mean, we have taken a bit of a while in recording this one. Uh, basically, we've got, because we've been involved with other projects. But coming to what, what, to your question, uh, yes, Calling All Stations is, is, is basically that, the band calling out to their fans, the band calling out to new people who, who, who might be uh, willing to have a listen to the band and check us out, and hence the name Calling All Stations. And it's hard to believe, like you mentioned there, that to, to inform people that you guys are still around, but it's hard to imagine the fact that all this all started really as a petition sort of thing between Gabriel and Jesse and then everything That's involved. Correct. And now Gabriel's involved with GLMS, which is great too. But, <laughs> but it shows you pretty much as to how much legitimacy they, and obviously how, how legit they were because obviously they could start it as a joke but once everything everything was so uh, shared on social media it just took a world of its own sort of thing Sick. and it was like oh my god and they, they, they won't reach back I think she, they were speaking for everyone that were your fans back in the day yes and then all of a sudden oh, now they're serious now they're going to have this back comeback gig which was only going to be a comeback exactly it was only going to be a comeback this was 2013 and uh, you know um because of that gig, um, you know, the band got excited. Uh, people, people still wanted to listen to the band. Still, they still wanted to listen to the tracks, uh, the, the, our old songs, um, and they wanted to see us live. Um, I mean, I think Reach is, is, is a live band. It definitely is a live band. Um, and, you know, on the root of that, we, we did other gigs. We did the May Day, we did the GMF and stuff like that. And people were still interested in, in seeing us and, and, and in listening to our new stuff. So this is what we did. We got ourselves into a studio, recorded the songs, which the process has taken a little bit longer than what we envisaged. Yeah. Basically, not because of the band, because the songs were recorded in no time. But the people involved with the process of the album is what took yeah. a, a, a lot more time, no? Like like the, the cover of the album, the lyrics of the album, the pressing. Uh, you ha we had to we had to get in line with other acts, which were also cutting albums and records, so we had to wait a little bit. Hence why it's taken so long. But there you go. And all, which is something very important, which I wanted to say, all the proceeds will go to charities. Oh, We're great. not keeping a penny. I think we, we, should be, we needed to give back to the community and what better way to do that? Oh, absolutely. I, I actually 100% agree with you there. And obviously it's testament to what you guys are all about as well at the end of the day. You've got this product, this product which serves to be promoted on a world's acclaim, but at the same time you want to give back. And I think that's absolutely. the most important thing. You, have to, you can never take anything away. So we're going to play Calling All Stations, yep. and I think people are going to enjoy it. If you've never heard it before, you're in for a treat. And if you've never heard of Reach, you've probably been living under a rock, literally under a rock. <laughs> <laughs>
Calling all stations, of course, by reach. And so today's a reach exclusive program. It's not all about other artists. And obviously, sometimes we have an artist or a band in particular who play their own tracks, but today, reach is, well, Giles's reach has actually cho chosen five tracks from the album, and I really hope that you're enjoying it so far. So we're going to play No Queda Nada, which, believe it or not, I actually thought was a cover by Jade before you even heard it. But really? It, yes. I, I actually think, I think Jade have a, a song yeah. similarly named. No Queda Nada as well. No, as well. Yeah. You know what? We never even thought about that, to be honest. <laughs> but that's what I thought it was. But it's a good <laughs> it's thing. True, it, it, could, it could have been a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Pep and the others would have not really complained about this. By the way, um, No Queda Nada is very different. Obviously, it's a Spanish track. Obviously, you guys, it is, it is. You guys were around Spain back in the day. Obviously, you performed with Stopper, which we can get into in a little bit. But more than anything else, 
it shows you that I mean in how fortunate we are to be bilingual, obviously, because you can release Absolutely. a product Absolutely. in in this particular language, which is <clears throat> universal, and even send it to them around the local radio stations, even well, local radio stations in Spain, at least, or anything else. But it's great all around because it just shows you again going back to the roots and obviously going back to the roots of what Reach is all about in every sense yeah, of the word. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about that track. What's what's it about? No queda nada. No queda nada is basically a story about a girl who. Um, who, had, who, who who was having problems with, um, you know, I'm recounting and I'm laughing, really. It's the, just the way that stories come about. Um, she's having problems with, with, with guys and, and uh, she's growing up. She turns into a beautiful lady, the usual. And this, this guy is, is, is her best friend and uh, is basically in love with her. And he doesn't know how to tell her. So, you know, it's, it's quite one of those stories which uh, a lot of people can relate to. You might, you might have a best friend, yeah. a female, you like her, you fall in love with her, but you don't want to tell her because you don't want to spoil the friendship. So that's basically what No Queda Nada is about. No Queda Nada of the little girl she was, mm, yeah. the woman now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and talking about what you've just said, the bilingual thing, um, it, it really is, it, it really helps immensely, not only, not only to, to write in, in the languages, but to think the songs over. Yeah. Um, and what we've done on this one is um, we've actually gone the other way, whereas the first album was all in Spanish and we had one acoustic track in English. This is the other way around. We have all songs in English except one, which is this one in Spanish. So we wanted to do at least put the Spanish yeah. one in. A nice little contrast as well for fans that maybe True. Spanish fans who are still really True. looking for your stuff or True. still relevant yeah. that want to listen to your stuff as well. But more than anything else, we mentioned the bilingual thing, but the most amazing thing, I think, is more or less that how you can compose in Spanish. And obviously, to be able to compose in Spanish, come up with melodies in Spanish, what roots would you, would you say, or what inspirations do you use from the Spanish market? Uh, or do you have any at all? Well, I'll be honest with you, I really don't. I really don't. I mean, there are great bands in Spain, there are great artists in Spain, but uh, primarily the reason we started, I started writing in Spanish was because we obviously had a Spanish uh, management and a Spanish record company behind us, yep. which was RCA BMG. Therefore, we needed to record that album in Spanish. Um, so that was a challenge for me in the beginning. I found it pretty interesting, to be honest, because I think I, you know, I, you know, I don't like blowing my own trumpet, but I think I did it pretty well. So I got quite excited about it. And, you know, it just flowed. Lyrics just flowed. They flowed. They flowed. I started reading a lot in Spanish as well, which helps a lot. Um... And that's the way it came about. That's the way it came about. And this one came down pretty easily. Well, we'll the listeners to listen to it. I think it's a great track all around. And it's actually one of my favorites from the album, so no surprise there. So we'll leave Nokia the Nada by Reach, and we'll be back with part four after this. ser conducido hacia ti A veces tardo en coger el teléfono Me encanta oírte en el contestador Crees ser amiga Ni te imaginas lo que siento yo Hoy por hoy no te quiero ocultar nada Me causa rabia tenerte tan engañada Temo por nuestra amistad Si te digo la verdad yeah. 
esa niña que nunca fue amada Ahora es toda una mujer que ha sabido escoger su destino Esa sombra por la que andabas Encontraste en mí Ese amigo que necesitabas yeah. Solo tu imagen Me produce cierta sensación Tus fotos siempre adornando Las murallas de mi habitación Hoy por hoy no te quiero ocultar nada Me causa rabia tenerte tan engañada Temo por nuestra amistad si te digo la verdad yeah. No queda nada de esa niña que nunca fue amada Ahora es toda una mujer que ha sabido escoger su destino yeah. Esa sombra por la que andabas Encontraste en mí Ese amigo que necesitabas Yeah Esa niña que nunca fue amada Ahora es toda una mujer que ha sabido escoger su destino yeah. No queda nada de esa sombra por la que andabas Encontraste en mí ese amigo que necesitabas Que no tiene puerta la que abrir Voy colgado de la esperanza De ser conducido hacia ti And we're back with part four And that was No Queda Nada And obviously part four is actually a track You've probably all heard before It's been played on the radio quite often Obviously we've played it on the show as well So tell us about Hear Me Angel, Charles. Hear Me Angel. Um, Hear Me Angel is, is a song which we wrote, a, well, quite a long while ago. We've rewritten it, well, sort of restyled it in acoustic version. And it's a song about this kid who, who, who repents of, of uh, all the things he's done in the past. He's asking for um, forgiveness um, from his father, basically. Um, And the song is basically a, a prayer, you know, of him saying, please forgive me, basically. Yeah. Forgive, for, forgive me for all the wrong things I've done. So that's basically the story of Hear Me Angel. It's a true testament. And if you've probably, I think a lot of people can relate to it as well. Whoever has gone through a bad ordeal can listen to it and think, hmm, that's probably sounding very similar to what I've gone through or anything. Like, it could not be something you've gone through, but yeah. maybe a friend or family member in particular. See. 
And obviously, we've talked about it off, on, like off air, but the most important thing about local music, as I say, the way it is now, we, we mentioned social media being a buzz. Obviously, we've seen a lot of movements, obviously, with Simon Dumas and everything else that's yes. around these yes. days with King we'll Calloway. Happy for Simon. Yeah, wow. I couldn't be happy for that's him. That's a great break, that. Yeah, and he's there. He's in the right place at the right time. And, yeah, exactly. And like many others, you know, obviously we obviously we can talk about Justin McLaren, which we'll get into in, in, at the end of the show. Yeah. Obviously, because he's obviously he's still part of the band. He's the unofficial member of the band. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, none of this would have happened. But obviously, yeah. then you look at people like Patrick Murphy, then you could Evan Torrente. There's a lot of songwriters as well, and more than anything else, young guys coming up. Absolutely. I want to like to, for you as a fan, forget the fact that maybe there's links involved. As a fan of them, yeah, I couldn't be prouder. I couldn't be prouder. I think Gibraltar has always had an enormous, um, an enormous, uh, uh, um, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Array of musicians, which which are fantastic. I mean, I, I I was in Los Angeles last year, and obviously I went to see bands play there, uh, and you know what? I was not impressed at all, to be honest. I really was not impressed by the caliber of bands. Yes, you get your great bands. Of course you do. It's a massive place. But considering how small Gibraltar is and the amount of good musicians we have here, yeah. we have nothing to envy the outside world. Totally guys good. like Jesse, Simon, Patrick Murphy, um, Jeremy Perez, etc., etc. All these guys have an immense future ahead of them. And it's even those that don't even have the pedigree. Sometimes, if it's not in your DNA, they still make it. You know, it's not that DNA plays a factor, but at the same time, it's like see, it they, they have they actually evolve and develop that passion for music themselves without any music background as well. True. And that's the most important thing, I think, as well. Like it's sometimes. You listen to someone and you say, "Oh, well, you're trying to do this, and they're trying to do that." But at the same time, it's not about surpassing maybe what the legacy or the past has actually done. But yeah. it's more of becoming their own individual, which is the most important thing. Exactly. It's all One about of the prime examples I can actually uh, give you is Jesse. Yeah. Which uh, to me is like uh, it's like my nephew. He calls me uncle, so um, I've known him since he was born. Um, and Jesse's one of those kids, you know. He's had a, a, an immense legacy from his dad. But he's doing his own thing, and that is very. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that a lot because he's so got right. his own sound and his own way of playing, you know, and his own style. I mean, I remember. I think it was the first time I had seen Jesse perform prior to um, National Day, and I remember seeing uh, Stephen. Obviously, Stephen was quite emotional watching, uh, watching Jesse yes. on stage. But and I told him something. I I, I actually feel bad about saying that, <laughs> but I think he actually agreed with me. It was, before I used to say. Oh, Jesse Stephen's son. Now I say, uh, no, Jesse, uh, uh, Stephen, Jesse's father. It's Jesse's father. It's now the other way around. It's the other way around now. And I think it's that evolution, and like we mentioned that to make yeah. themselves sound as a different, uh, and with a different identity right. altogether. You know, it's not Jesse McLaren, it's the Jesse tree. Yeah, I keep and in touch with him a lot, actually. So yeah, do I. Because yeah. he sends me a lot of stuff for me to actually, you know. Physical, uh, you pinpoint. I pinpoint <laughs> certain things which he should be doing and this and that. But apart from that, he's, he's, he's good. He's really good. He's great. I love that. I mention it with a lot of musicians and even the ones like Jeremy and Simon and many others. But when I speak to Jesse, I'm still very surprised how humble he can be and how heartwarming he is as, as to how much he wants to give back and how much he appreciates the fact that there's been people there along the way to help him out. See, you know I, what? This is this is something I always try to incur in, in all of the people who not only come to lessons at my house but who, who record with me as well and, and play is the fact that if you're not humble, you know, you, you've, you're, it's, a, it's a losing battle because I've met many, many big-headed musicians along the way 
and all you do is create problems for yourself. Yep. People start not liking you. People start thinking that you're big-headed and all that stuff. Uh, be humble. Just be humble. Be humble and do what you do to the best of your ability. Yeah, agreed. The rest will come on its own. That's one, one true testament right there, and I completely agree. And I think, I think we're going to just pay tribute to, well, in every sense of it, we're just going to play the track, but which is by reach, obviously, but we're going to play tribute to all those young songwriters in Gibraltar. So I think like we talk, the ones that we've talked about, even the ones that we've yet to discover, who to do not give up hope. I mean, we, we talk about Simon. We, I think we could cover an entire show just talking about Simon and even Patrick and even Jesse and many others. But I think that there's an idea there to do. But, I mean, it's something great to see all these kids and not even kids anymore these men women <laughs> who have actually made it into a worldwide scale absolutely. so we can be more grateful to what local music can be or and will be in the future, be the future absolutely. so we're going to leave it at that this is here me angel and we'll be back with the final part of the show after this Every night, waiting for a 
And that was Hear Me Angel in part four. So I hope you enjoyed that. And obviously, the story's not over is the next track that we're going to play. And obviously, the story's not over for each. It's not over for any local musicians. You'll probably not give up until you find your breath. And that's the right, the, the only testament to use. So tell us about the story's not over. The story's not over is basically uh, my way of saying um, we're still relevant in a storyline sort of way. It talks about uh, this kid whose dad was a, a poor guy when he started up. Uh, he used to play a concertina, um, which is a, an accordion, basically yeah. a small accordion. And um, he used to walk the streets, just collecting money and trying to, to survive. And this kid, his kid, from his perspective, sees this old man who never did anything with his life. And he's not going to go down that road. He's been in trouble before. Yeah. But his story is not over like his dad's was. So that's basically the story. But it's basically the story of Reach. The story is not over because we're still doing it. Portrayed in a different way. Yeah. In a sort of poetic way. And it's um, great as well. Sorry? It's a great track all around too. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Um, so, so tell us about that. You mentioned the story's not over for each. But any future plans maybe in the pipeline? Yes, we do. Um, we not to not to reveal too much, but we well the thing is that things need to be sort of um, uh, put into into black and white yet. So I, I really don't want to say where we'll be playing. We we do have a launch coming up again, dates of which I'll give you in in a little further on, and we're planning big big shows to appear on big shows as well, which, which some of them we've been offered already. So what I can say at the moment is that Reach will be performing live... Mm, Sooner than we think? Yes, 
Absolutely, sooner than you think. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. I think it's great all around. A, a little, uh, just a small anecdote I'd like to say because it, it, it's really it's it was very sort of refreshing for us. Um, when we had the album ready, I sent. I don't know if you've heard of Chris Lord Algae. I've not heard the name. But I'm pretty sure some of the listeners have. He's one of the biggest producers at the moment. I mean, he's done Green Day, he's done Aerosmith, he's done you name it, everyone. So I thought I'd send him a little token of 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 our song, see what he thinks. I mean, there's nothing better than having someone of that caliber sort of check out your songs. Yeah. And I thought, well, this is just a shot in the dark. And he's absolutely loved the songs. He he wrote back to me straight away with an email saying, guys, I love this. Uh, where would you like to take, where would you guys like to take this? So I still haven't answered him, but you know what? It's it's really, I'm re we're really chuffed to have an answer back from a guy yeah. of that caliber. So who knows, we might work with him in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's all these things. But a lot of things are happening. I just want to say thank you, Giles, for your time. Thank you anything else. for having me. And thank you to the band, the rest of the band, Michael, obviously Francis, Stephen, and of course Trevor, as part of the band too, on keyboards, Trevor Galliano, which we, yes, we, we can't we, forget we to mention. We cannot forget to mention Adrian Pisarello, who's oh, also yes, with us on the right front. He, he's, he's, I mean, these two guys are part of the band at the end of the day, you know? They're not just hired guns, they're part of the band, they're brothers as well, and they're great musicians. And you, you can know, there's no better feeling than that when you work with great musicians, and not even just great musicians, great people. Oh, well, yeah, Let's absolutely. Just forget forget the musician side as, exactly. as well. Exactly, totally agree with you on that. And I think it's very important. I, we can't, me, couldn't be more grateful to have a hands-on preview of the album. Like Giles said, the album is already available in, on the shops. It's available at VJ and it's available at Music Corner. Yeah. And more, more importantly than anything else, it will be on iTunes, it will be on Spotify on the, on the 5th, which is next Monday. So a lot to look, no, next Monday is, no, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. Yeah. So, so a lot to look forward to and a week from now, <laughs> it will be available. So again, thank you guys. And obviously we want to thank, obviously, as always, before the end of the show, yeah, so Kunin Speed, especially Guy Bovedano and Suraj Award for the token of appreciation. Obviously, the show is sponsored by Coca-Cola, and it's thanks to them that the show is sponsored by Coca-Cola. So thank you, guys. Stay tuned. Well, obviously, we'll be back in two weeks with a new interview. We said, I said that last week, but I promise you it will be back in two weeks this time. Um, and obviously, more than anything else, go out there, support local music, because when you do, you're keeping local music alive. Thank you, guys, and we'll be back next week. Concertina as he walked along the streets over naked feet, crossed the path of consternation as he stops in disbelief over what he's been. Took a drink of dirty water as he heard the money drop. Yeah. A face he never forgot Seven years later He met his creator Leaving a child and a dream The star is not over Like a ship getting closer It's a wonderful feeling Overcoming the healing The star is not over 
my father never did. I hold a diary of emotions, sailed across a million. 